2012's been an awesome year of sold-out Smodco tours at home and abroad. Hell, we even bothered to document the occasion with a brand spanking new DVD. One that we hope you'll spank to anyway. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Teabagging in the UK. London, Manchester, Edinburgh. Holy fuck, I pronounced it right. Three nights, two DVDs, one fuck ton of awesome. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Teabagging in the UK. Available on DVD. Now, bitches. Hey folks, welcome to Bagged and Boarded. I'm Matt Cohen. Uh, thank you for joining us once again here on iTunes and Smodco or Smodcast.com. I hope you're all doing well. Um, there might be something you might not know about me, friends and, and uh, pod neighbors. I watch a lot of kids shows. Like, I just discovered the channel Sprout. It was a wrap. Have you guys seen the Pajanimals? A, it's by Henson. It's fantastic. B, they're like fluffy pajanimal. I guess that's... See, I'm using the name of the show to describe them. And if you don't know the show, that wouldn't work. They're animals that wear pajamas a lot. And the entire show revolves around their, like, pre-bedtime activities. The space between, like, lights out and when they actually go to sleep. And it is a laugh riot. Uh, Wonder Pets, I think, is another show. And there's a duck on there with a lisp who's adorable. Um... I watch a lot of kids shows. I always have uh, to to an age where it was definitely way too late. Like I watch Niho Kailin now, which is fantastic because I learn I learn about other cultures. I get to talk to the television. That might be the one trend in kids shows I don't like is the weird pause for the invisible audience to participate. It'll be like, "What's Blue pointing at? Is it a duck? No. Is it a tree? Yeah." So anyway, I watch a lot of kids shows, and um, a friend of mine actually happens to be uh, one of the stars of a very popular, would you call it a kids show? I'm allowed to talk now? You're allowed to talk now. Yeah. We're, uh, like, we're slowly bringing you in. Yeah, uh, yeah. We were going for a tween teen audience. Tween but, teen. Yeah, you know. That works. It's it was good. It was definitely on the preeminent kid television network of all time. Of Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome my friend and yours, Mr. Matt Bennett. Hi, Matt Cohen. What's I up, bagged and boarded friends and neighbors. Hello, everyone. Um, for those of who don't know what we're talking about, we're gonna we're getting into your whole career. We're gonna. What cool. are you about, man? That's what we're gonna try to find out today. I'm anti-establishment. What's your deal, bro? I'm all against the man. Totally. And and in in being against the man, you were on a uh, overwhelmingly <laughs> popular Nickelodeon yeah, show, children's TV show called Victorious. Mm-hmm. But um, we stick it to the man on that show. Oh, a yeah, lot of it's times, tons of it's so subversive. You, there's layers. Yeah, I was thinking about I was thinking about all the episodes that we did because they just. Uh, there was a new like teaser for a new episode that we did called Wanko's Warehouse. We're always bending the rules on the show. Like Wanko's Warehouse, we sneak into a warehouse, like like a Best Buy kind of place, and uh, with, with the intent of there's a big sale the next day, being like with the intent of being the first ones there. So, but completely breaking. But we break into the store. Like there's yeah, and there were felony offenses. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the whole joke is that we get stuck because there are big. Um, like there's a big security system and those like those red bars that you see in all the spy okay, movies, yeah, yeah. yeah, pop up and we get stuck in one area. Um, but yeah, there was another episode too where uh, 
where I eat like $3,000 worth of caviar at a restaurant and um, Tori sings a song and gets us out of it. See, and so it, we really... No, no, go ahead. It's strange, but it's like that with a lot of kids' shows because if you don't have conflict, what the fuck are you going to do every single week? So the kids are usually kind of miscreants. Like, yeah, uh, we were really the a bell, ragtag group. They were all doing drugs and like driving golf carts through the school. I don't remember the golf carts, but are you, are you talking the about golf. the caffeine pill episode? The caffeine pill, yeah. I was waiting. I think that if we, we just got... Um, not picked up, which means that we got canceled. <laughs> I like um, I like how you say not picked up. Yeah, it's a nicer way. Um, I, I, I've have... been saying we've been we got you know we're finished. We finished up the show for the victorious fans. Those though, are you still have a season two. We got air, yeah. Right? We we shot twenty seven episodes of the third season, which is a lot, and uh, we aired about maybe thirteen or fourteen. But we so there's, so there's fifty. Yeah, there's like fifteen something so left. Were there ever? I mean, we'll get to victorious more in a little bit. But just while we're on it, were there ever? Was there ever an episode that you guys couldn't air? Was there ever a script that was too racy for Nickelodeon? We've had jokes that had gotten too racy. Um, there, there's always uh, one person, like a Nick uh, representative in the table reads. Mr. Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the square. He has a little monocle. No, it's just the square. What was that guy's face? name? Face, yeah. Hey, Wouldn't that be great? Here? It would be amazing face if Face was still around. Yeah. There's so many great little Nickelodeon historic artifacts that I wish came back. Every, just Olmec or something sitting all those in the, little in the interstitial room. yeah wouldn't that be great if like Nickelodeon it was like Night at the Museum it was yeah. just a, a depository of old retired oh Nick shit oh my god I, I think I just came up with my new Nickelodeon That's new Nick show yeah I want in that'd be so cool I want in um well like what are some of the jokes that, that do you remember specifically um yes there was one joke where uh where there was a watch and it, like it was supposed to be like a Rolex parody and we kept calling it a Pusey um which is like i guess i guess too close to pussy yeah, pussy a little too close to pussy so I, i'd be like whoa i've always wanted to see a pusé it's like that's one expensive pusé and we would go back and forth about so that was written watch. that was written double in, entendre and thing. it made it until maybe the third rewrite and then finally nickelodeon's like no face was like i know they said not a chance not a chance um let's jump in the Wayback machine uh everybody be a little sherman peabody right now conglomerate like a mute like a weird mutant from like Fallout, like Sherman and Peabody combined into one, and we're all that person, and we're now going in the past. You are you grew up like uh, maybe fifteen minutes from me. I did. You grew up Long North Island. Shore. I grew up South Shore. Yeah, man. And we used to have like dance to dance battles in the middle. Yeah, it was totally. like sharks and jets. It was. Uh, do you remember? Do you ever read? Was it Maniac McGee? No. Where they they came across at the town line, it was just like Maniac was, McGee. Yeah, there was a there's a giant railroad track that goes through the middle that's, of Long Island. That's usually how that's <laughs> how it was always broken up in my mind. It was north of the train tracks is bad news. You don't want to go there. Um but that's where we always hung out because that's where the most fun is. Um and what's weird about Long Island is it's separated each town, it goes like bad, good, bad, good, bad, Every good. Every town has its yeah. train track. So it was like yeah. Wanta, good. Seaford, bad. Massapequa, where I was, good. Amityville, bad. Amityville, you scared. You don't want to go into Amityville. Let's, uh, we, I played football very briefly in high school. And um, for some, Amityville is Suffolk, right? Uh, I, I think it's all Nassau. Okay. I, I, we I were think in Nassau County. We definitely scrimmaged against Amityville once. Really? And we were Syosset. If you guys, like, this is a little Syosset. I mean, uh, Long Island demographic for you. Syosset is mostly small Jewish children. And Amityville is mostly. They never grow out of the small big, phase. Big, big black people. So. Yes. We, like, us played them in a football game. They beat us 87 nothing. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a miracle on ice. No, oh, no, no, no. You guys come we back didn't, we didn't score a single point in the three years <laughs> I played football. 
Do you played football? I played football and lacrosse what, in high school. What were what was your position? In football, I was a uh, a uh, offensive guard and a middle linebacker on defense. That doesn't I was an offensive guard sounds like an oxymoron. Makes no sense. Yeah. And it does. And I was also really small too because guards are usually like 300 right. pound folks. Yeah, they should be big. They we didn't have something. that where I'm from. So it was me going up against the biggest human being. Like when we scrimmaged Amityville, right. we walked out and saw them and saw their mustaches and was like, where are their children that were playing? Really? It was the most insane thing I've ever seen, dude. That's it was funny. awesome. Uh, like, would you mind if we dance with your dates? Whereas, weirdly enough, in lacrosse, we never lost a game. Well, lacrosse is more fun. I feel like that's definitely an angry white boy sport because you can beat each other up. Yeah, it fucked up. That and was you can always get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah, totally. Too. Yeah, there's checking and everything. I had, just... I had friends who did lacrosse, and it was just like you're getting beat up out there. Yeah, it's it's like hockey if you were allowed to hit people in the legs. Yeah. I think you're allowed to hit people in the legs. I definitely hockey, did. Hockey is, hockey is very funny because you can hit somebody and like three-minute penalty and you just go and you fume in the box for like three minutes and then you come out and you're even – like they're usually angrier than before. Can you imagine in any other sport if someone – in the let's say like it's basketball and like the Knicks are playing the Lakers and I'm going to date myself here because I don't know current sports players. I don't know anything about but sports. But let's say it's like Alonzo Mourning and Kobe Bryant. Like whatever. Kobe Bryant's dribbling the ball and Alonzo Mourning's guarding him. And he just drops the ball and punches Alonzo Mourning in the face for a couple of minutes. Yeah. They would be they would be kicked out of the NBA, I think. Probably. Whereas in hockey, you just have to go sit in a little thing for three. You get like a yeah. breather. You, I think it's supposed to just like calm you down. You're supposed to take those three minutes and reassess your life. But I love but... that fighting is technically allowed in hockey games. In hockey? If you watch... And um, that's why it's so much fun to watch. The referees... I, I find... I don't watch sports, but hockey is the one that's most tolerable for me. The referees don't break up the fight until someone touch, hits the ground. Until somebody hits... In hockey? In hockey. If no, you notice, they when they start up. punching, they never break it up. They'll, the guys will like circle up and shit. And ha, have you seen that video of whenever somebody gets knocked out, their arm? What is that called? Whenever, you can tell somebody passes out because everyone has this like weird thing where their arm goes up in an L shape. Really? I forget what it's called. Yeah. There's when, a video of it. When you, you faint your arm. You fa like, yeah. When you get involuntarily yeah, involuntary moves up into like an L shape. Well, I forget what it's called. It's interesting. You yeah. know a lot of stuff, man. Um, I just learned that the other day. <laughs> so cool. that's why I brought it up. So you grew up in Long Island. Uh, didn't do any sports though. Didn't do any sports. After well, me, we should know too, you're a youngin. I'm 20 right now. Which is so young, dude. It's pretty young. So young. I, I know. Mean, there's, I, there's definitely I feel like younger. I have to apologize for it. It's but okay. It's okay. I'll I'll learn one of these days. Yeah, yeah. You'll get older eventually. Uh, yeah, but no, we always um at this point, you know, when I was in high school, uh, Massapequa was known for being the home of uh, Baldwin Se Brothers and, and Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I forgot Baldwin yeah. too. So we had a really good theater program as well. So I did a lot of the theater. And I was going to say, so instead of sports, you were into theater. Now, did that? Did the acting bug start from an early age? Well, it's sort of it's strange. I always liked acting but i took this acting class with my cousin at a place called uh cultural arts playhouse and how old were you i was maybe 10 okay and they just totally discouraged me from doing anything they said i was terrible really yeah it was just a bad teacher Whoa. and they said i was just i was horrible i should never think about being an actor so i was like okay i just won't do that That's so I, I played sports for a little bit i was in baseball crushing. but yeah no i mean like it was just another thing no yeah at that yeah, point yeah. i was just like all right uh yeah, you I, were 10. I don't think yeah. you probably didn't have too many stakes. No, I was just sort of like, oh, I'll figure something else out. So I played baseball, but, you know, I, I 
pretty much just hung out in the outfield picking daisies. I think that's what every yeah, like, what every little kid does. All I remember from bad. little league was getting like stand up, stand up, please God. Like I would, just, <laughs> they were telling you to stand up. I would sitting, I would sit like Indian style in the outfield and just play with grass or like yeah, flat out more... lay down. I wouldn't go near the ball if it came no, near me. No, it's just so boring. It was a total protest. It's like that South Park episode. Every little kid hates playing little league. Yes. And then, it's like a secret we have, and our parents have no fucking clue. I didn't try and purposely throw the game, though, but I don't think we won any of the games. I When I was little, I used to throw shit, oddly, but usually to my own detriment. Throw, like, throw it physically, no, or no, throw it, like, like, like ruin it ruin on the game. sabotage. I remember yeah. vividly, in second grade, we had field day at our elementary school, which right. was, like, Olympics, mm-hmm. and I was in the sack race, and I was winning. I was in the lead, and I was like, I wonder if I could fall to the ground, get up, and still win. And I didn't. I came and you in didn't? Like, I came in like fifth. <laughs> I, I always remember it. And I never got an always award. Always testing the waters. Never. It didn't happen for me. It was so weird, man. Um, uh, so That's a shame. You, did, you got discouraged from acting at 10. When did you get encouraged? Um, I was probably... I, I, might have, I was probably younger than 10. Because at 13, I started... My mom wanted me to uh, get confirmed as a Christian. Um, I'm not very religious, but she, you know, it was something that she wanted. So, which is interesting because you are the most Jewish-looking Christian I've ever it's met. It's true. In my life. Everybody and on, you know, on the internet, everyone's like Matt Bennett is so Jewish. It's like I'm really not. Well, you're like the but, com- you're you're the comic relief on a sitcom. You're right. from Long Island. I play. I mean, and and my character Robbie was Jewish. He's Jewish. You know, right? He's Jewish. Robbie Benson is it? Robbie Shapiro. 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 Me. Super Jewish. Incredibly Jewish. Um, my father's Jewish, or I mean, he was he was raised. None none of my family is really religious. But I guess I think when it comes to Judaism, I guess it's part of your ethnicity as well. And you grew up you grew up in a very Jewish area of of the country. Matzah pizza. You know, it was either super Jewish or super Italian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But no. So I started. We went with pizza bagel. Pizza bagel was our term for that pizza bagel. Yeah. yeah. I prefer. eh, Which do I like more? I like matzah. No, no. no, I was thinking like, which do I like pizza or bagel or matzah more? I love pizza because there's not doing bagels out here. What was it? Matzo pizza? Matzo pizza. Yeah. See, the matzo might throw people off and think mozzarella. Maybe. If they don't know what matzo is. All right. It's unleavened bread, folks. It's delicious. But pizza bagel exists. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you can get that. Yeah. That's a meal you can eat. I think pizza bagel was the term for half Jewish, half Italian, actually. I have no Italian in me. Do you want some? Hey, <laughs> listeners, uh, at Matt Bennett on Twitter. Yeah, find me on Twitter. <laughs> and offer him your, your Italianness. Um, So at 13, your mom wanted right, to confirm so you. Wanted me to get confirmed. So I started going to this church, and they wanted to do a show. And at the time, there was this girl there named Chelsea, who I was just totally in love with, and she really liked actors. So I was like, well, I guess I can do the show and impress Chelsea. So I did. My parents are like, oh, you're pretty good. We should, you know, try acting again. So I took an acting class at this place called Way Off Broadway. Uh, at the stage in Merrick, if you remember Merrick. And they're like, oh, you're really good. You should meet, you know, this manager friend that we have. And you're how old at this point? Like 14? 12, 13, 14. Okay. Um, so I met the manager and she's like, you're not that good. Come back in a year. So I kept training and I came back in a year and she's like, you're good now. We'll, you know, we'll introduce you to agents. And, you know, it sort of snowballed from there. You know, it took me, the second that I signed with her, I broke my leg though. I broke my Like right instantly? Leg. Yeah, pretty much within the week that I signed with her. So I didn't get to act that entire time. But right, you know, right when my leg healed, I started booking stuff, uh, a lot of commercials. And then my first TV job, uh, I did the pilot for Michael and Michael Have Issues. The Michael Ian Black, Michael 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 Showalter. I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking about what we're going to talk about. And 
you know, from a young age, I got to work with some of like my favorite people. That is pretty incredible Stella. that the first thing you ever did was was super was, cool. Yeah, it was super cool. And you were a big character on that episode, right? Yeah, uh, you were the, the episode was called Greg the Intern, and you were Greg. The I intern. was Greg the Intern, and basically they uh, they hire this new intern, and I want to interview one of them, and I say, uh, you know, can I interview you, Michael Ian Black? And he goes, No. Michael Shawalt was like, You can interview me, and it starts this whole rivalry back and forth between the two Michaels, yeah. like. But I want Greg to be my best friend. I have maybe five lines in it. You know, I don't say anything. It's just, you know, the comedy is it's, you know, it's all there. I feel like until Victorious, you had, that was your move of not, of being in stuff and not having lines. Or do you have any lines in Bridesmaids? I have two lines in Bridesmaids. What you, for the, uh, those of you who don't know, and you'll probably remember right away, you play Rose. I play, um, stepchildren. Right. Uh, I, think he has a name but i don't remember what it is and i basically i have two lines one of them is fuck off helen yes which is very good fi- you know which is an awesome I, I, get line. That, I get quoted that a lot totally. and then i say i've seen better tennis playing in a tampon commercial which was one of my pitches i pitched that to paul feig very and he nice, was like dude. yeah let's do it very nice so very proud of myself for that <laughs> but let's let's jump back to new york so you you're yeah. now like 15 you're booking commercials booking commercials i think i did i did a I like a handful of commercials and maybe two or three pilots now with with it was a kind of immediate success like you didn't yeah i mean uh it happened it feels like it took a long time in hindsight it feels like it took a long time but, but it probably was like six tw- months you're 20 i'm 20 yeah. yeah so i guess it happened fast it probably took about six months did your friends really in, in high it. school like was there a rea- was there a weird reaction to that was it? one of that was one of the things that was hard um well, my, you know, after school, my, my friends would go and hang out and I'd have to catch a train on, you know, to the city. To Long Island Railroad. I have to take it into New York City pretty much like three or four afternoons. Usually I had Fridays. Out off, of the week? Out of the week. Wow. Yeah. I was going so in a you lot. Me- you memorized that announcement, right? Uh, I think you were on a different line than me. It yeah. Was like, Hewlett, Massapequa, Rockville. Like, oh, gosh, I forget now. Rockville Center. Rockville Center, Merrick. Wanta Seaford, Massapequa Park. Yeah, Masapequa you're Park, on the whole other one. Yeah, yeah. Massapequa Park, Amityville, Copac, Lindenhurst, Babylon. I remember that part around my area. We had we had like St. Albans. I don't know what that is. I don't is. even know what that is. I don't know either. I think that's way past. Yeah. So people, I meet people, Long Island's really big for those people who don't know. And I'll meet people all the time who are like, oh, I'm from Long Island too. And I'm like, where are you from? And they're like, Flanders. Flandersville. I don't know. You where don't know Flandersville? You don't, do you know Flandersville? I, no. I don't know I where that is. I have a friend is. in New Jersey who's from Flemington. Nice. And I like asking everybody who says they're from New Jersey. I'm like, oh, do you know where Flemington is? None of them know no, where no, Flemington is. You I think, think you it's funny. Up? No, it's, you imagine, it's a she, but I think it'd be funny. That'd be awesome. I have a friend she, from Flemington. If she like, lived in like Newark is. and just told everyone it was Flemington, Flemington? and had like a, like a weird little kingdom. It's like, what was that documentary you were telling me about yesterday? Marwin Call. Marwin Call. She lives in Marwin She lives in Marwin call which is a depressing place to live uh for anyone who hasn't seen it mar it's, it's on netflix streaming right now it's an incredible watch marwin call is about this dude who gets uh beat up after a bar being in a bar one night and gets put into a coma for like nine days a lot of brain damage had to relearn how to walk and talk and write and eat and all that and the way he kind of copes and gets his memory back is he created this world war ii village called marwin call and he's got an avatar for everyone in his life in doll form so the lady at the post office, he's got a doll for her, the guy who delivers his mail, the woman he had a crush on, and he basically lives a life through these dolls in this town called Marwin Call. It sounds super cool. It's awesome. Does he have like a Luke Skywalker figure? No, but he, it's, they're mostly Are they like, like mainstream crossovers? They're mostly like generic, like looking army dolls, Oh gotcha. but he does have a Steve McQueen doll, and the only reason I know that is because there was a big shakeup on Marwin Call. This woman was dating a Native American, uh captain from the from the american army right and then she met steve mcqueen and she left him the dolls i'm talking gotcha, about. gotcha gotcha 
and like so the, Steve McQueen is actually in it. Steve McQueen is physically in this world. Yes, that's so funny. In Marwin Call, like he drops in and out, and it's this weird kind of ceasefire thing where um, it's Germans, Brits, and Americans all getting along in Marwin Call. Nice. Like you're not allowed to fight for the first time. But I don't want to go deep on this doc, but like it's funny and it's cute, and you're like, oh, he's a weirdo who plays with dolls, and then he gets to the scene where he tells about the day that the story turned to where he was at a bar and these five SS soldiers came up from behind him and dragged him outside and beat the shit out of him. And then he realized he instantly remembered his attack. So basically the dude is slowly piecing his memories together with these dolls. Nice. And subconsciously doing things first. Like he got married in Marwin Call and then remembered for the first time that he was actually married in real life. That's so strange. It's really good. You should be in it. It's eerie. You should be in Marwin Call. That I should be your am. next. You should go out the, for that. I, he might have. The girls of Victorious have action figures. Do they? Yeah. Not the boys though. No. Who would really want? I had a who, um, who MC would, Hammer action figure. Did you? I did, and I think I even had a New Kids on the Block action figure that someone bought for me. As a I gift. had all of the Limp Bizkit action figures. Did they have Limp Bizkit action figures? They had little Lego figurines. That's awesome. Mega blocks. They were never cool enough for Lego. <laughs> but so uh, you're 15. You're booking stuff. You can't Start hang. Booking stuff. You can't hang out with your friends. But this is now a profession. Yeah. So I, you know, I was a professional actor at this point. And uh, I started going into the city by myself. I started taking um, UCB classes and stuff, meeting way cooler people than the people at my high school. UCB was pretty awesome. Yeah, no, that was definitely a formative experience. Yeah, that was, in my and life. it was a good year that I was going to because I got to see, you know, all of the shitty jobs people, all of the, you know, dare comedy. Who, who saw if that? You guys, yeah, shitty jobs and, is, and we've, I think we've spoken on the show. Shitty jobs is um, former guests of Bag Boarded, uh, DC Pearson, Dominic Durkis. It's got Donald Glover in Donald it. Glover, Charlie Sanders, who is an improv teacher Sean of mine. Clements is Sean in it. Clements. And I was sort of watching them perform as they were sort of at their, not their peak, but like their best years, I think, at, at NYU, or, you know, in New York. Oh, yeah. And um, once we sort of moved all out to New York at the same I never really talked to them when they were there. I've sort of met them now. But... Um, it was just cool, you know. It was a good influence on me. We sort of moved out to Los Angeles. At the no, same totally, time, and then solidified that professional network of of people you know who are working in the industry as yeah. well. Because I, I can imagine it was. Did you remain friends with any of your high school friends? There's a couple that I I talked to. Uh, my friend Tom Moran, who's a really good musician, I still talk to a lot. But um, I was actually there for the Fourth of July, and I ran into some old high school friends, and it was really strange. We went through my uh, yearbook. It was my friend Caitlin, and she was like showing me like this happened, like this girl's pregnant now. This girl had a baby. This, that, this. This guy got in a car accident. This guy's dead. I was like, oh my god, this is the to best. Catch up on yeah, because yeah, yeah. I I sort of fell through the cracks. I ended up I booked a movie called The Virginity Hit, uh, which at that time was called Stewie, and they wanted me to be out of high school. They didn't want to have to teach me on set because it was a lot of you know running. Jumping, and you're you know, you're like stopping, at starting. This point, right? I was I booked it at sixteen. Were you a junior? I was a junior. I graduated. It goes, it goes, what, freshman, freshman so, sophomore, sophomore junior, junior. junior? I was a junior. That's how little high school you went to. Yeah, I was a junior, and um, <laughs> they wanted me out, so I took, I, I just needed three more uh, courses to graduate. Uh, actually, I graduated with one of those advanced regents diplomas, too, which is cool. And you graduated so I just took, way early. Yeah, I, so I took three summer classes at Nassau Community, uh, finished up high school, done, um, 
so I, I sort of graduated. I was supposed to graduate 2009. I graduated 2008, but they didn't put me in the yearbook. So I sort of fell through the cracks oh, that on that. Uh, no, it's okay. It's funny because I feel like I feel I'm super not, mysterious. I'm not in my yearbook either. It's but super not cool. Not because I wasn't there, because I was a stoner and like. Who? Did you miss yeah, picture of course, day? Of course. I wasn't going to hear the fucking announcement. Yeah, I wasn't it's there. It's not that big of a deal. What's funny the is if you, if you look at my senior yearbook and it says camera shy. It's literally 10 people who were off blazing at the beach that day. With like, you? It's me and all my friends. At Jones Beach? Um, we used to rock Robert Moses, Fire Island. Okay. That's a little bit too far from jo- me. Yeah, Jones Beach was very I think crowded. I've been there once. I've that was, yeah, yeah, um, So you booked the virginity hit, yeah. which was a big, which is your first big movie. How did that process go? Um, I. It's funny. That's actually how I found out about UCB. I went in for the first audition and nailed it i was like getting a call back and had sure. you b- had the michael and michael aired yet or i don't think so, so i think you... that i booked virginity hit it took so long that i booked three other projects and then shot virginity hit because we ended up having to change studios and stuff it was really it was complicated um so what was the audition process like for virginity hit went in once nailed it went in the second time and went, it, i think it went pretty much straight to chemistry read i was reading off of other people which is usually like the third or fourth audition and I read off of this guy, and he was way funnier than I was. He was too funny, and I was so upset. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so bummed at this guy. You know, like, this guy totally took all my, no, yeah, my thunder. Yeah. But uh, so I was in the elevator with him, like, dude, how'd you get to be so funny? He's like, oh, well, you know, I learned and I teach at this place called Upright Citizens Brigade. I was like, oh, sweet, what's your name? It was Adam Pally. Do you know oh, Adam Yeah, Pally? absolutely. Yeah, and I, I ran Hot into- Hot Sauce, I believe, was his I think so. group name. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's on uh, Happy Endings now, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, I ran into him recently at Cantor's, and he was with his family. And I told him that story, and just it, you know, his family was so proud of him. Oh, that's I guess awesome. I was just like, "You, you inspired me." That's awesome. Dude. So that was cool. Um, but I guess I did well because they brought me back another time, and uh, I booked it. Now it shot in New York or LA? shot in New Orleans actually. Shot in New Orleans. Yeah, I spent. I lived there for about three and a half months. Wow. Yeah. How was that? It was okay. I I was seventeen. Yeah. I was eighteen, so I couldn't even get into the eighteen and up yeah. places. Uh, and in New Orleans, the only thing to really do is go and do the nightlife and, you know, go out and drink on Bourbon Street or something like that. Uh, so I, I didn't get to do any of that, but, uh, I'm much more of a daytime person anyway. So there's some cool stuff like Magazine Street is pretty say, awesome. And there's like a really cool zoo and an aquarium. Yeah. And like I got to do all that garden, stuff. garden district. Met shit. a lot of interesting people. Um, you there was busked dude busked. You know the term busking? No, that's what they call people who street perform for money. Oh right! So all those people in like Jackson Square are buskers. Well, at that point, I uh, I had been recording some music. Well, we should we should get well, into that too. Yeah, right. You're I, a musician as well as an actor. Yes, I have such a weird, convoluted timeline. It's very very strange because I think I shot the pilot for Victorious before Virginity hit. Wow. So yeah, so you so booked Virginity. Virginity hit took like a year to finish. So okay. in that time, I did Michael and Michael. I did a totally for teens which is uh derek beckles the guy who does tv carnage Wait, and we're, we're gonna talk you. about TV talk about carnage that because i love tv carnage changed my life there was a night that changed my life everyone needs to know about tv carnage um did tv uh did totally for teens which was his show uh booked victorious did the pilot then shot uh virginity hit then within like three weeks moved to los angeles did and started victorious. victorious now had you been well let's do virginity hit first for those of you uh for those who don't know can describe it real quick um four best friends uh they have this pledge that every time they lose their virginity, they're going to take a hit from this bong that they all own. Um, I'm the last one, and uh, my girlfriend cheats on me, and I get really upset about it, and they try and come up with all these wacky schemes to get me laid. So it actually came it came out really well, but it didn't do 
good at but all. Criti- critically you had like a lot of really cool champions of the film almost yeah, right? uh, yeah. uh nathan rabin i think is is how the you pronounce comedian? his name yeah the Na- av club guy R- rabin yeah 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 um he really you know raved That's about awesome. it so onion uh, you know, gave it a good review yeah uh yeah our av club or av club um he was he was the one that i was like if we could get him i wanted to get roger ebert but he didn't <laughs> he didn't watch the movie um but yeah uh actually my my favorite one is do you know who uh matt stone is yeah absolutely trey parker and matt yeah, stone I mean, yeah, yeah. um he said it was his favorite um teenage comedy of all time that's because, incredible yeah dude. that's that was that was a big achievement because i'm a huge kyle fan. kyle said it's his favorite you know what I yeah mean? exactly well he said that it, it portrays marijuana smoking in the most realistic light oh that's awesome in that it's nothing <laughs> you know like it's just you know something that's why that i like do. um have you seen the show spaced yeah that's a good show um the simon Pegg one yeah yeah it's one of my favorite shows ever because of the fact that all the characters smoke pot in pretty much every episode but it's never mentioned Right. It's oh, never like, let's get high. They're just smoking a joint like normal people yeah. would be doing. You know what well, I mean? Well, I mean, even that 70s show, I, they, they sort of overdo they it a little it, bit. They do a little because they, they would all like go do this weird thing where they'd sit around a table in yeah. like, a dark basement. and. Well, I mean, you know, you look at stoner comedies like um, Harold and Kumar and all that stuff and like they get high and then they just, they start seeing things and it's super, it's like, over super, the, super hungry, fucking over hey, the top. Man, but, yeah. yeah. So, you know. And I... Just, I love Cabin in the Woods is one of my favorite films this year. Yeah, that was a good but one. My but that biggest, was too much. My biggest problem with it was the stoner in it because yeah. it was the most fucking retarded. That coffee mug bomb hey, that he had. Hey, man, let's smoke weed, you guys. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I know a lot of fucking potheads and sure, some of them are shaggy from fucking Scooby-Doo, but right. few and far between, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We met a couple at the fish show. We did. That was fun. We did. See, we, me and you, uh, I took Matt to his first fish show. Uh, Matt Cohen night. was the first guest. I do a podcast now yeah, for let's Nerdist. Talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have so much to talk about. It's, I it's love a, this. It's, a, um, it's just a confluence. I do of a thoughts. podcast now called uh, This Song Is Your Song. And Matt was my first guest. And we yeah, talked yeah. about fish. And I was like, fish, gross, whatever. Don't like fish. And Matt's like, come to this concert with me. And it was pretty fun. Right, it dude. Fun. It was yeah. definitely different. It's a good time. They did some covers that I knew. And it's a fun time. I I I'll it, do it again. Yeah, it was. I, I definitely. I'm glad. I'm glad that, especially after our conversation on your show. Yeah, exactly. You could almost because it hasn't aired yet. You could almost do like a little coda now at the end of the episode. I like, should. I went to a fish concert. I'll have Katie send me the Katie Levine uh, from is Nerdist. My fantastic. Yeah. yeah, is my fantastic podcast guru. I'll have her send it to me, and I'll listen back, and I'll be like, okay, I can. Let's do. Let's just jump around. How did you get hooked up with Nerdist? Because you do a show at Nerd Melt. We should yeah. talk about, which is awesome. I just started hanging out there. Um, the Wednesday show was really cool. The melt, the meltdown. Yeah, that's, uh, Kumail, that's Kumail Najani's and, and, and Jonah Ray. Oh, Jonah Ray, excuse me. Um, and they have such great, they have really great guests. So Incredible. I started hanging around there. Um, actually, Kumail was the first one who sort of broke me into that scene because he recognized me from Michael and Michael have issues. Oh, nice. I'd done the pilot. He did every other episode. That's funny. So he was like, "You're the guy from Michael and Michael," and he's like, "I worked on that." So we went, you know, we became friends. Um. And he introduced me to Katie. He introduced me to Gaston, who owns Meltdown. Gaston, yeah. yeah. And I became good friends with him and his family. Uh, he has two great kids named Gil and Mia. Gil actually does a podcast too called Mutant Season. Mutant Season, right? Which is super fun. If you I've guys, done that how twice. old is he? Seven. He's he just turned ten. Okay, excuse me. Double digits. Birthday party. Yeah, uh, uh, he had a birthday party. I did that. It, you know, he's a really he's a really smart kid. Nerdist really has a, a podcast where a ten year old talks, and that's the greatest idea of all. It's, it's basically great, bad, but he gets he gets crazy good guests. Does he really? He, yeah, he just had um. Uh, who's that? He had Perry Grip on. He had uh John Kay for, who did Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, yeah. He wow. gets he gets good guys. That's yeah. awesome. So um, that's really cool. Yeah. So you just started yeah. hanging out there. I started hanging out friends. there. Yeah, became friends with everybody, and uh, they're like, we should work on you know a show for you here. So we do a show there, um, some Tuesdays. 
Um, some Tuesdays. Some Tuesdays, yeah. It, it, it happens It jumps around, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's called uh, The Show Is Your Show. I sort of have a This Blank Is Your Blank. That's sort of the brand that I'm trying like to it. you know, start up. And uh, it's a I lot of fun. Dirty, yeah. I just went to dirty places with that. This I, thought blank the, is your... I thought of the best like line for you ever when you're get, having sexy times. <laughs> You'll have to tell me after the podcast. Okay, after the show, because there might be children listening. There might be children listening. Um, so you do a show called This Show Is Your Show. Yeah, and, and we get some really good guests. We just started, we broadcast the last one over Stickham. We got 61,500 viewers. Yeah, for our first show that we didn't really push all that much. Which is awesome. Um, yeah, that's a pretty cool And it's And it's, it's basically you and your buddies doing like stand-up and you, yeah, do, me, you do some songs. I do, yeah, I well, that's, that's where the music comes in. I started doing songs um, in between... You know, when I was waiting for virginity hit and I wasn't in high school, so I had nothing else to do. So I started writing all these songs and uh, I recorded one EP that some people will hear someday. It's called Showdown at Teeter Totter Gulch. But I'm never going to put, you know, like it'll (laughs) it'll be a long time before I put that out. Um, Then I did uh, Poe, which nobody will hear. Uh, And Warm Fuzzies came out and now I'm working on another one. Not, Your like new a one full is album, an awesome concept too. The new, yeah, the new one's gonna be cool. I, I guess I could talk about that. Um, I don't think anyone's gonna do the work to steal that. Too. No, <laughs> I th- yeah, uh, it's um, it's an album themed around Robin Williams movies. Every song is inspired by another Robin Williams movie. But I try and take the aspects that you wouldn't see. Like right now, I'm working on the Mrs. Doubtfire song, but it's darker than most of the others. Um, it's you know because I mean that movie deals with divorce and you know yeah, loneliness, some... but also like you know cr- identity crisis, I guess because. He has this whole Mrs. You know, I, I was watching it yesterday. He's way too comfortable as <laughs> as that Doubt woman. Fire, yeah, almost immediately too. Yeah, he's he's pretty he loves pretty comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he really uh, some of the the one liners in that movie are so good. Hit me though. with the little girl. Uh, that's the grossest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that's, that's revolting. Watch she, it back, folks. That's how she does that's it. That's how she talks. She does the whisper talk. She had like a good three year career of, of whisper lisping before yeah. it ran out on her. I think her last movie was A Simple Wish. Was that she was Matilda, right? She was Matilda. She was in A Simple Wish. She was in her her name is Mara Wilson. Yeah, I follow absolutely. her on, on Twitter now. I she's I've seen pictures of her now. Like she, what she she looks like a person. Yeah. She I def, if I were to describe her, I would say person. She's definitely that's, one she's, she's definitely a human being. She, she makes it. She makes the cut, man. Um so you do this cool show with your buddies, and we're just gonna talk about uh, this show real quick. And it's basically yeah. you and like uh, who have it's you had me, on it? Max uh, Landis does the intro. Max Landis, one of my good buddies, always does the intro. Um, it's you know Zach Perlman who's in Virginia here with me, uh, and who's a storm. Zach is on. Zach's on Inbetweeners in between, now, which the American Inbetweeners tonight. We're taping this on. I'm gonna get out my on phone Monday on Monday the twentieth. So Inbetweeners is tonight. Very Check cool. it out. Um, yeah, it's Zach. It's Moses Storm. Uh, my friend Zed Cutsinger. Uh, very funny Z-Man. guys. They're, yeah, the Z Man who we had we had to edit him. But the last, if you watch it, the last one is very funny. Z Man two shows ago opened up his his uh, let's call it set with his um, set with very very vulgar. Can I'm I say gonna, it? Yeah, you can say he, it. He walks out and let's we should say that because Matt's on victorious. I a, try and keep you know I try and keep a clean image. A large or, you know, percentage of your clean. fan base is like twelve to thirteen yeah, year old girls. Well, the last show there were very few kids. There, there were. I think we I think we scared them all. But away. the one before there were there it. were a lot of small children there. And Zed Z Man walked out and said. Does it taste like pussy in here? No, it's just my mustache. And I watched a mother yeah. shield her daughter, her daughter's head, like I, try to absorb the yeah, child I, into her body. We didn't see many kids and parents there last time. Yeah, hopefully I they learned really their lesson, bad. and we could just all start getting naked. I guess so. <laughs> it was a lot of fun having the kids, but you know, maybe we can work them back in somehow. But that's cool, though. And that's got to be interesting. I mean, because you're not a kid; you're 20 years old, right? It's it that that's one of the most 
difficult parts of it, you know, because I'm 20 and I have all these 20 year old thoughts and 20 year old experiences that I want to, you know, share, but I never know where I am not exactly sure where the line is, especially now that the show is over. Um, we but, should say it, 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 we already said it got not picked up. Again. Yeah, it got not picked it up. Got We're not finished up. with the show. Yeah. Um, but I still am on Nickelodeon. I still have, you know, these Nickelodeon commitments and you figure it out. It's still right? happening. Yeah, yeah. And they want me for promos. And I'm sure if I want to go to the kids choice awards next year and, you know, do all the fun Nickelodeon stuff, you've got to keep it a little keep strong. It, yeah. yeah. What, so, um, let's say, so um, it's not it's not too hard. It's just like one of those things where I'm like, I always have to think about. You're always I always have that in it, mind. Right? Yeah. Well, you uh, we were, we went to the Grove last night. Yeah. You saw that little girl come up. Yeah. Well, you yeah, I always see little kids come up to you. And the other thing I've noticed that you do is very cool is that uh, you tell them to read, which I like a lot. Well, I it's, I think it's important, and I think that you know, I see, that, they see me yeah. they see me on television, but you know, they should be reading a book. You know. I'm sort of I'm sort of not watching TV well, anymore. I watch like a, Newsroom and Breaking Bad and Louie, and that's that's it. Have you seen Hell on Wheels yet? No, I just that? started watching it. It's really good. It's an AMC Western about the railroad. Being not built. the one that everyone was talking about with the two guys on the billboard. It, the something in McCoy. No, that's Hatfield and McCoy. Yeah, that I, was a History Channel mini series. Was that good? No, no. I tried I, it. I just don't. I don't. I used to sit and just watch TV for hours. I would watch G4 all day. That was that was during the virginity hit times. Netflix really fucked me up in terms of I might, yeah, I I'm wasn't sure. watching a lot of TV at all. But Netflix, but I don't like anything on Netflix. Really? Yeah, oh, I'm always dude. like I'm like oh man, I, I really want to watch Terminator Two right now, and guess what? They don't have it. I, but you know what they do have? A lot of random a lot of shit. Yeah, like Legally Blonde. I guess I could watch that. And it's not like Legally that. Blonde too. Was it's probably a, Legally Blonde too. Was there a subtitle? Was it Legally Blonde? Red, too? White, and Blonde. Thank you. I saw that. Awesome. I was in Texas. I saw that with my mom and my sister and my aunt, and I was so bummed out the entire movie because that movie is horrible. I did not. Partake. There's one. There's one very funny thing, and I name drop it. Uh, my friend Avin does this charity called Straight but Not Narrow. Avin from Victorious. Avin from Victorious, and uh, I name drop. There's this one moment where Reese Witherspoon takes her dog to the doctor because the dog is acting weird, and the doctor's like, "Well, we did some testing. Your dog's gay." And Reese Witherspoon's like, no. But then at the end, she learns to love her gay dog. And that was, that's an actual moment? That's, that's, it's a huge part. And that doesn't, it's like the B story of Legally Blonde 2. Does this Blonde place in too. an alternate reality? No. Where dogs are diagnosed as gay? I, I don't know. But like at the end, he has like a little dog lover. That's it's just awesome. so strange. It's, it's a cute, very though. strange, it's terrible movie. And it's progressive. This is pre-Prop 8 and all that. It. This was, I think, 2003 or four. Yeah, man. This is way back. They, Before they, gay, it was gay rights movement. That dog anyway. was like Jackie Robinson. Yeah. started. He started a train. He started a train. Sorry, a trend. <laughs> That's a whole different movie we didn't see. Uh, so let's jump back to the acting real quick. Um, virginity hit. What was it? Now, uh, you guys shot a lot of that yourselves or wrote a lot of it yourselves? A lot of or? it was improv. We had a script. Um but, you know, we were sort of encouraged to improv a lot. And also they gave us cameras and they, you know, they put us all up in a mansion. There was four of us. Uh, and they're like, you know, take these cameras and if there's anything funny, shoot it in your spare time. So we have a lot of stuff of us just goofing around. There's a 40 hour movie yeah. somewhere out there. Yeah, no. And there's a lot of YouTube stuff. You know, there's uh, if you go on Super Zach 1000. That's um, Zach Perlman's YouTube page? Uh, it, w- it was made for the oh, okay. movie. But there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff of just us goofing around that's that awesome. we you know that we did in our spare time. And, and a lot of it made into the movie too. And that movie came like it was a big theatrical release and stuff. Yeah, we had we had a good start to the marketing, but um we didn't they didn't really know how to market it. What was the poster? Uh Still a Virgin, call this number. And you that's call right. Zach there giving were, you you know, there were bus ads it. for yeah. it and stuff. Yeah, and uh we got a good, res- you know, like people were like, "What is this? What's going on?" And then Sony just sort of 
they didn't know what else like, to do with ah, it. I don't, don't blame them. It was sort know. of it was a hard movie to market. Um, but was it cool though getting to go to like the premiere and doing? Yeah, interviews I mean, I have some great. And... I have some great memories. They sent me to Comic Con. That's awesome. Uh, that's sort of where we premiered the trailer. Uh, I got to hang out with Will Ferrell and stuff. Um, that's huge, dude. Yeah, I got to meet all these people, and I, I mean, wouldn't trade it for the world. And if you go back and watch it, it's not it's not a terrible movie. No, no, no I, I still looks, ha- the trailer makes it look horrible. It's not terrible. Um, it's not Schindler's List, but. It's, Wouldn't it be weird if, like, a teen comedy, like, they gave four yeah. kids cameras and they're like, be wacky and yeah, have just fun. Have a Schindler's List adventure. And you handed them back, like, the most depressing list. Holocaust film. That'd be horrifying. That's almost a great idea for a movie. Well, that was what, that was like, the the movie's a metaphor for Schindler's List. Yeah, exactly. The virginity hit, if you really want to think about it. It's like, how many virgins could you have traded for one more for- Jew? Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was giving the rings away and stuff. Um, I'm allowed to say that because I'm from that tribe. So you, your first experience kind of with a big feature film was this raunchy sex comedy. Right. And then I went, and straight, then you went to, straight to the world of Nickelodeon. Yeah. Well, I'm in, in Nickelodeon's defense, they're a much cooler network than in most of the other kids' ones. Um, that being said, you know, I, there were rules and stuff. Um, you know, I have to, I do, I did have to watch what I was saying. Was there like there. a morality? Yes, there's a morality club. Clause, but yeah, did but, they ever sit you down and say, "All right, you're a Nickelodeon now. Yeah. Here's what you it's expected of you as a Nickelodeon." We did about star. F- three or four days um, of just like of media training, wow. of like meetings and stuff where they just talked about all this stuff. It was really it was interesting. Now, they to- you know they they taught us how to speak on carpets. They gave us like that kind of. Does like, anyone ever screw up and like drop an f bomb in an interview, or is everyone pretty good? Um. I'm sure somewhere down the line, but it's not that big of a deal. I mean, you know, we're all kids. No, yeah, yeah. We're all we don't, kids. You know, we all say fuck. Nobody said anything horrible. Kids say fuck. Um, so you move out to LA at se- 16, 17? Uh, I was 17. I used all my virginity hit money, uh, put a down payment on an apartment, I guess. It was a down payment. Not when you're renting one. I was renting it. Um, but you I, put I, the least deposit. Yeah, in. that, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, on an apartment, I bought a car, and uh, that was. Pretty much it. You know, I had enough money to support myself for the first couple months before the Nickelodeon. And now, and you out. never went to college or anything. So had you ever? I lived... took. Uh, I mean, if you can't Nassau community, but, but you'd never I lived away. You've never anything. lived away from home. Um, have you? Unless you count summer camp. Okay, but... summer camp in the three months in New Orleans. So yeah. now here you are, seventeen years old on your on own, my own in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um. Well, I I had a roommate. I was living with Avin, who I okay, mentioned before. from the show too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we lived together for a year, and then we sort of parted ways. But you know, it was you know, the first year was mostly just work. I would you know get up in the morning, go to work Monday through Friday, shoot you know as much as they needed, All and then Nickelodeon Nick on, on, Nick on sunset? sunset. Yeah, we were in Sherman Oaks too, so it was a bit of a far drive. Um, so we'd have to come back, and by that time it'd be late, and we wouldn't we really go do anything. Yeah. yeah. So I was busy the first you know. You know, idle hands are the devil's plaything. I never really, you know, I, I got that second, you know, in, in between the first and the second season. Then you started getting. That's when I started getting really fe- bored. Yeah, 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 cabin fever. But um, what was it like transitioning into a sitcom TV environment? Five, how many five uh, days a week or? Yeah, uh, I mean, the schedule had always been come in Monday, table read, um, rehearse all of Monday, and sometimes do a run through. Monday, Tuesday, run through usually, sometimes Wednesday, then shoot whatever days are left of the week. Um, so kept us busy, kept us really busy. Um, what was the question? I forget. Well, just just entering that world of oh, of well, I've always TV, yeah, like, I I was uh I was really raised into theater, and you know, doing multi camera was just an easy next step. Um, 
because it's sort of it's sort of like you're playing to an audience. Um, we just didn't have an audience. You guys didn't film it live, right? No, we didn't. There's film no, it live. Yeah, yeah. no. It's it's really frustrating filming stuff live. It's have really you hard. before? Well, we did figure it out live. Oh, and that's everything. right. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Um, you kind of have to do that live, though, right? Yeah, it's a game show. Yeah, it's hard to do it. Not. I think there's some that aren't filmed live. They're cheating. But yeah. Um, no, it was sort of a easy next step. I sort of fit in really well with it. You know, and now I got and, to be I got, I got to be big and goofy, which I'm good at. That's awesome. And b- prior to this, you'd done like the pilot of Michael and Michael, like Virginia right. hit, which which is kind of a smaller indie. Yeah, all single camera stuff. And then all of a sudden, here you are on a Nickelodeon show with your face on a billboard on Sunset Boulevard. Well, there it took a long time. Did we, it really? It really felt like it took a long time. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, it's an overnight success." Blah blah blah. It really felt like forever because we shot. Our first season was 20 episodes, and we shot 17 before, before it aired. Before we premiered, we premiered uh, right after the Kids' Choice Awards 2010. And uh, I remember, you know, going home and falling asleep after the Kids' Choice Awards. I didn't even—I don't think I watched the pilot. Um, I was just too tired after after the KCAs. And oh, dude, took, KCAs taken yeah, out of you. Come on, yeah, totally. It's it's a long day in the hot sun. It's a lot of like kids g- slime and shit. I it's fun. Though. Imagine it was so much. Is it fun. cool? Did you get yeah. a surfboard? Don't they have surfboards? That's a uh, Teen Choice. Okay, that's Teen we Choice. We get blimps. We're doing Kids Choice. Oh yeah, yeah. The cool kaleidoscope. Blimp. Yeah, and uh, we it maybe took like a year. You know, it t- you know the first episode you never really, especially the pilot. Pilots are usually rough, so it took a long time. But I feel you know there was like one day where I'm I was like, as, you know, like kids started coming up to me and they started treating me really well. And I was going to say knew my name, and I was like, oh, this is you know that must have now. been the indication. But it was like a year and a half, two years into the entire process. But was that the indication to show a success when you started getting recognized by kids out in public yeah. and stuff? Um, they, you know, Nickelodeon had also sort of been trying to build us up a little bit. You know, they got us verified on Twitter, which at that point was you know a big deal, really, right? yeah, a big yeah, deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, your Twitter. We should say you have like two hundred thousand plus Twitter followers. I think I'm at. 255 which is pretty astounding yeah i mean uh i i probably could have had more i unverified myself for a time (laughs) why um i changed my bio and i didn't you know bother to ask to get re-verified oh because twitter has this weird thing if you change anything it unverifies it yeah um yeah you can't change your email or anything so whatever it says right now i have to keep pretty much forever um but yeah so I, I was unverified for a while, but once I got verified, I mean, people... How quick did you go from, like... I mean, do you remember... Was there a day where you got, like, 100,000 followers? No, or it's just a really steady... It's been a steady, steady climb bond. over the yeah, past yeah. couple of years. I started it way before Victorious, though. I had this... You know, I started it maybe before Virginity hit. So you were tweeting, like, I was in tweeting, high school. Yeah, not in high school, but around ago. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, with the, sh- the show now, even though it, it got not picked up... It was a massive success, right? Yeah, uh, really big. Like an institution. Yeah, we got to go to all these different places. We had we have fans all over the world. It's been airing in different countries and stuff. What's what's it been like becoming, I mean, for all intents and purposes, a famous person? Like, is it is it strange? Like, It's strange in that I'm famous to a, a, mostly children. A certain demographic. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, it's not bad at all. I... I it's it's much more fun interacting with kids than uh, interacting with you know I'm with sure. adults. Then drunk people are like, "You're the yeah. fucking guy. You're the guy." I was in uh, Westwood, and I was just being a goof. And I'm like, "I play Robbie on Victorious," and one girl's like, "I know. Where's your puppet?" Because I have a my Re- character has a Rex. puppet, Rex. Yeah. So uh, yeah, adults, you know, they they're kind of sassy sometimes. But uh, that kids can said, be sassy too. You do get recognized by adults sometimes. Sometimes, which is a little strange. Often, nah. You know, no. I if I was if I was still. 
a kid? I don't know. If, if I was still an still adult, kid, I would watch Victoria. If you were know. still an adult. If I was still oh, something. <laughs> I'm sure in some day, sometime, someplace, I would you, still be watching Well, I mean, obviously, you don't want to... Do you like the show? You, you enjoy being... Yeah, like, it's a lot of fun. Like, it was fun doing it. And it was um, funny, and you, you, you like the producers and all that, right? Yeah, I mean, after after shooting it for three and a half years, you know, it you know becomes like your second life. Now... You sort of know everybody, and... Is, is it strange? I mean, oh, me and the cast... No, we, we went, like, all over... The world, you guys like bonded. It was a good event. Yeah, right? we yeah. went to London all together. Went to places in the U.S. like Memphis and I mean, Orlando. You just and... played a concert with Victoria. Yeah, uh, that was sort of like my last big hurrah. Um, <laughs> that, that sounds so horrible. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then this was the last time anyone ever heard from yeah, Vic- Bennett. Well, Victoria's on a solo tour with her music, and uh, you know, I, I know, I know her team, and you know, they're really cool people. They asked me if I wanted to open for her. So I did. I did. It was a lot like of fun. a big state fair, right? Yeah. How many was, people? Uh, five or th- five or six thousand. That's I, insane, I dude. Yeah, it was really cool. Now I lost all my my camera broke though. I lost all my footage. See, we should say I you, lost my Canada trip footage. Matt does this cool thing that he. Do you want to say stole? Or I adopted. Lovely, I adopted. Stole, Max gave it up. Max, Max is like, I can't. I'm not doing them anymore. I'm like, do you mind if I do them? Because they're a good idea. And he's Max, like, sure. Max Landis, a uh, friend of the show and a friend of ours, used to do this thing called the month video. Super cool. Where he would basically all the cool shit or interesting shit he did through the course of a month, he would shoot video of it. Yeah. And then edit it together into to, like, like, a, to music, like a pop song or something like pop, and make a montage. Well, music life. video montage looks super cool he stopped doing that he stopped doing it camera broke times got tough he was like i'm not gonna do it anymore so i'm like oh i'll do it you know i'll pick it up and uh i'm not gonna say i'm better at it but uh but you're better pretty good they're pretty good <laughs> um follow him at at up to my knees on twitter if you guys max yeah, yeah max landis yeah i got he got yelled at for not being on instagram the other day by who by someone on my instagram Oh, they were like, get Max on Instagram. What does he not have an iPhone? He doesn't. He does not. No, so, he's so a Blackberry. There's your answer right yeah. there. He's businessy. Um, so now you do the month videos, and they're yeah, they're a lot of fun. But now I lost so much footage. You did, and you did a lot of lost shit this month. A yeah, lot yeah, yeah. of footage. Yeah, I was in. I was in Canada. I also just so lo- cool. I also just like that you have an ability to default do whatever you want for the sake of the month video. Like we were at a party the other night and I looked over and you were fucking dancing like a maniac. (laughs) And I was like, holy shit, Bennett's having fun. And Max was like, it's for the month video. And then I saw a friend was, uh, was filming me with my camera. Yeah. 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 Uh, was that the silent party? That was the silent disco. Yeah. Which Uh, is kind of cool, right? That was a cool concept. Have you ever heard of anything like that? I've I've heard of a couple things like that. It seems like an improv everywhere. But a little bit. They just they just uh, gave us headphones. You had to pay like five dollars. They give you headphones. It was a they house DJ party. spinning. Yeah. So everything was quiet. So you had these headphones on, but they were all everyone wireless. got wireless headset. So with the music with the headphones on, everyone would be dancing, and then you took them off, and it was just and silence. Then, yeah. I felt like a, I felt like a loony. I, I did feel like a, a little crazy bit, guy, like a, like a crazy loon. Um. So no month video this month. Uh, I have some footage. I'm, I'm going to try and I think I could maybe salvage it. I'm not sure. I, I want to try though. Uh, where it can people so find good. those on your YouTube? Yeah, page, right? it's at Mott Bonnot, I think. Mott Bonnot? Well, my, my Twitter is at Matt Bennett, but my alter ego is Mott Bonnot. Okay. Or the Milkman. But, or uh, Billionaire's Bennett. Billionaire's Bennett, Spooky Trio. You've, we've got a lot of alter egos. Um, Yeah, so you can find my my YouTube is Mott Bonnot. Nice. Um, so now, uh, Victorious is done. Are you going on a bunch of auditions? Like what's the next? Yeah, I've been auditioning, uh, a bunch. And now that I sort of, now that I'm older and I understand life more, they've been a lot more fun. It's really even, even just being in that room and getting into a character's head for just, you know, seven pages or something. It's way, 
way more fun than it ever is. It's got to be fun. Yeah, I've gonna... been getting a really positive response back. And I was going to ask along those lines. Now that uh, Victorious is is getting not picked up, do you feel in a weird sense that like you have to part ways with Robbie? Um, that's not that's not going to be as hard because Robbie was really. You know me at seventeen. I really, I don't you feel like I don't feel like, no, but you know, I I didn't feel like Robbie was all that hard for me to do. It sort of felt like just another you were method of my acting. Life. You didn't have no. A bio I was, for the it, it was sort of you know I was the nerd. You're I was just, me at seventeen. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, being twenty now, it's much easier to put that behind me. Um, that being said, you know, I'll probably miss. I'll miss it, but. What kind of parts are you going out for now? Do you find that there's still the nerdy roles or? Yeah. You know, some, some scripts are better than others that I've been going out for, but you know, um, they're mostly, they're nerdy roles, best friend roles. I'm cool with doing Like I would love to just get more experience. Act, right? Yeah. I would love to just get more experience in acting. And that's gotta be, this has gotta be an interesting transitional time for you because even though you're still on Nickelodeon with figure it out and right. you're still doing promos and stuff, you are I now sort of have, yeah, I have the freedom to do Matt Bennett, Matt stuff. Bennett. Yeah. That's sort of, that's my next step. That's sort of what I want to try and do. I want to make sure people know that I'm not Robbie. I'm not anybody else. I'm Matt Bennett. And this is, you know, I can do this. This is what I'm good at. What doing. did, um, one of the best things I ever heard about TV show advice, but I forget who told him it, but when Will Smith was starting fresh Prince, they, they told him to name his character. Well, you've heard that, right? Yeah. Cause they're like, they will, na- they will shout they will... that at you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, when I was in New York, they kept calling me Robbie, but usually it's much, I- I've been getting Matt Bennett a lot. More. That's cool. I, th- I, I think that's, you know, that's, that's what's good about figure it out. Um, is that you get to go with your actual name? Yeah, they they introduced me as Matt Bennett. That was when we you learned know, who I do, Danny Tamborelli was. Yeah, like, I do, yeah, yeah. and I do a lot of episodes to figure it out. I'm the current reigning slime king of that. that meaning you get slime the most. I've gotten slime 21 times. Now, how in my life. that has got to be a singular American. Like I would love to get fucking slime. Right, that is one of those just, things. Well, now now that I have time, I'm sort of knocking down all of these childhood dreams. You know, I slime 21 times. I have two Kids Choice Awards. Um, one of them says best show ever Italy yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Favorite TV show Italy. Which means you got named the favorite television show in yeah, Italian Italy. history. Of, yeah. No, not in history oh, okay. of that year. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, I met Dr. Demento. Which had to be really cool. And you were on, you were on a podcast with him too, right? Yeah. Uh, Nerdist. I, I sort of peeked my head in. Um, I know Chris Hardwick who does the Nerdist podcast. Super Former cool guest guy. of the show. Yeah. So I, um, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Is, oh, is that not is that not good? It's all good. Okay, I forget. Uh, one of us was on Nickelodeon, and one of us just hangs out in his house all day. So Jimmy Moore's about to make an appearance. Go ahead, Matt. Who's Jimmy Moore? That's code for oh, gotcha. Alan Moore's Cockney, um, delinquent brother. Are you familiar with Alan Moore, the comic book yeah, writer? Yeah, the comic book guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, is, Jimmy is his twin brother, who's just like a real party guy. You know gotcha, what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. So, so Jimmy's here. But uh, okay. please continue. Uh, where was I? Uh, Nerdist. So you walked. Oh, yeah. So I just I just walked in and I saw that uh, Chris was interviewing some guy and I was like, oh, you know, peek my head and try to figure out who the guy is. So <laughs> welcome to back to board. So strange. Yeah. Um, I went scuba diving really quickly. I'm sorry. I'm back uh, now. Yeah. So I saw what you call. I saw this guy and he had he had just gray hair. That's all I could really see. And I opened up the door or no chris motioned me for to come in i opened up the door and i see a top hat on the table and i'm like oh no it's like oh my god no i was like is it and it's then it was dr. it was dr demento, demento or abraham lincoln or uh the both, monopoly man both all three would have been awesome yeah i was so excited i don't and know what to talk cooler. to him and he's like oh send me some of your stuff i'll play it you know maybe we'll play it on the air so i'm gonna do that that's huge i'm gonna dude. try and get in mad magazine 
I was on the Mad TV show. They parodied Victorious on Mad. On the cartoon. On the cartoon that's on Cartoon Network. What was the Victorious parody? It was a Victorious Von Doom or something. Oh, you told me about that. Yeah. It was like so Doctor I, Doom. My character, it was, it was just me and, and Victor Von Doom. It was uh, just terrorizing. It, pretty much. That's awesome. Uh, which was the best. Yeah. And it, and it ended in a really funny way. They kept calling me Andy Samberg. Because I look like Andy Samberg. You look Samberg. a little bit like Andy Samberg. And uh, at the end, I'm like, Victor Von Doom gets hurt. And I'm like, I've been lying to you. I am Andy Samberg. And we get in a car with Justin Timberlake Did you and do the drive voice away. for it, too? No, it was no. some other guy. Would you have done the voice? Yeah, it would have been great. Kind of and there was a great him? scene where he explodes Rex. Oh, that's where like he like Yeah, he yeah, uses yeah. some kind of fire laser eyes and explodes Rex that's in front awesome, of me, dude. which was cool. So you've got a lot going on. You've got This Show Is Your Show. This Show Is Your Show, which the is podcast. Now being stickhammed, you've yeah. got This Song Is Your Song, yeah. which is a podcast, and that's a music podcast. We should yeah, talk about that a little bit. I like music a lot, so I thought it would be a good idea to talk about it. <laughs> what kind of music? I mean, you seem to be in a, in, into a, a vast array of different uh, stuff. Yeah, I, I grew up listening to a lot of classic rock, and then I started listening to punk, and then I started listening to more rock and roll. Um, electronics. What stuff. are like some yeah. of your favorite? I mean, uh, scoop some people on some cool shit they sure. might not know about. Right now, we're listening to a lot of the Hold Steady. Who? I mean, they. I guess they're, they're pretty bigger. big. They're yeah, pretty yeah, big, yeah. but they're awesome. If I've heard of them, they're big. Yeah, they're pretty <laughs> freaking awesome. Uh, I like them. I like Kiari Pomu Pomu, who's a Japanese pop. You singer. really like that. really like Kiari, Kiari Pomu Pomu. She's my celebrity crush. Um, she looks like a strange doll person. She does. She does. I met her, and that's how she looked in person. Were you incredibly excited? I was so excited. That was like the end of last year, and I, I've been on a high all since then. And she didn't speak any English, right? Um, no, but I, I sort of, I sort of weaseled my way back in there. I said, you know, I was like, oh, I, Nickelodeon. I pointed to myself, and they sort of murmured in Japanese, like, oh no, no, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon. They brought her out, and we took a picture together, and. One of one of my secret dreams is I want to move to Japan and I have I love her also. manager's business card. Do you really? Yes. That's I have awesome. her manager's business card. So that's sort of like and it's it's sitting right by my door. So every time I leave, I'm like, I know that if things get really bad, just go to Japan. I've got this, Pommy Pommy's manager. I've got this weird uh my like life dream and it's and it's also incredibly childish and I'll probably get over it. But I, I I'm obsessed with all things Japanese and I would love to live in Tokyo. Yeah, or maybe not fun. even Tokyo, but somewhere. But uh Marijuana is a big part of my lifestyle. Yeah, that as people I, I've heard, I've heard who listen to this show know, that. and it's literally the least drug friendly country on the face of the planet. People get locked up and deported. They just for don't it. have it either. Yeah, it just doesn't like the Japanese culture. Just never knew from drugs, and it never developed a, a recreational drug culture. There's not even hard drugs. Like there's nothing. That's why all that. What about opium? They all get they drunk all the time. Chinese. Oh really? Yeah, Japanese have been like incredibly isolated and like. I was just reading stuff on. Uh, on tea, I was reading a book on tea, and apparently, I mean, like, Japan has, they, you know, they, they sort of, they don't pretend that they have this, you know, they're very nationalistic, I guess, you know, Japan's really great, but um, they've adopted a lot from China. They, they have. didn't have green tea until, like, a couple hundred years and ago. And back and forth, and Korea, back too. And forth, like, yeah. the three of those countries, as much as they all hate each other. Right. It's like there's been an exchange of ideas, you know what I mean? When you're that close to someone, I feel like they would. I feel like they have opium. So, so my Japan. big dream. So my big dream is, uh, I would, I would find like a small farm, like a like a farmer somewhere, like let's say four hours outside of Tokyo, in like a rice field, and I would pay him to grow me pot. And when the harvest you would, would come not in, only get deported, no, you would oh, get I, murdered. I, yeah, absolutely. 
uh, I would fly into Tokyo and pick up my harvest. Well, then my that thing is this, horrifying. dude, and like I'm I'm getting to a point where like I'm I'm smoking a lot less pot actually as it is, and I'm sure I could go a week without smoking. But if I'm going to fucking Puro Land, which is the Hello Kitty theme park, yeah. I want to be stoned because uh, I want to go to Puro Land. I I would. They've got know. a Hello Kitty marriage ride. They have a marriage ride. It's a log flume. It's a dark ride like at Disneyland, and it's like animatronics of every Hello Kitty. But it ends really? with Hello Kitty getting married, and it is a giant spectacle. I want to go there. See, now you've only ever heard of uh, Tokyo Disney. There's Tokyo Disney. There's Tokyo Disney C. C the letter C or S E A water park. C not a water park. It's a theme park. It's kind of Epcotish. It's not as many rides, but it's based around like harbor cities. So it's like. Mediterranean. Oh. Um, there's a Venice, and it's all like Disney detailed to like the nth degree. It's the nicest of the parks in that terms of awesome. like landscaping and the and the detail on the oh architecture. My God, I'm so excited about going to Japan. Yeah, it sounds. Amazing, I was really bummed. Right? I I was planning a trip, and then I heard little rumbles here and there that they might start airing Victorious in Japan. And I was like, ooh, I'll I'll postpone my trip so I can be you know super big celebrity. And then they canceled Victorious, so I don't think they're gonna air them anymore. And you might get this too. Every once in a while, I'm like, man, I fucking hate this. I I get the inkling to uh, if if you are a Caucasian actor in Japan, you work every yeah. fucking day. Yeah, and exactly. You're famous. That's 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 my backup plan. That's Any why white it's like, dude, if it doesn't work, yeah, if it here, doesn't work, you can just I go can be famous start in another a second country. career in Japan. Yeah. Which I'd be cool. That would be all. If you would be like so a great awesome. game show host, dude, I would love one those, like, that. One of those weird, like, you know what I mean? Stick your finger it's in such an a hard language then... to pick up, though. It's I know, insanely like, I've been, difficult. I've been picking up like snatches here and there, but it's I've been, not. I've been. I, I. The problem is like, and I was never. I'm always the vocabulary guy in terms of like I speak Spanish, but I, I, I don't really speak it. I just know word. I just know yeah, the word no, totally. for everything. That's how I am. That's too. what I've been trying to do with Japanese, also because like the grammar rules and stuff. Are yeah, insane. so hard. They make no fucking and a lot, sense. A lot of the words are the same. It's just all in context, but the context is so and hard the other to pick up. most frustrating thing I think about the Japanese language is it takes like a minute and a half to say something that would take us ten seconds sometimes because there's not really a lot of con- um uh conjug- conjug- whatever the word is like can't instead of cannot contractions right. So they say every word as properly as it can, and there's no like direct like hey what's up man. It's like Hello, sir. How are you, friend of mine? Like they have to, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's frustrating, man. Um, I know how to say. I, I can say Denwa Bangu Wanandeska, which is what's your phone number? None. Which none is my, that's my pickup is, line for. Is that your pickup line? Pommy, it should be there. Nickelodeon. Hi, that I'm on Nickelodeon. Be, what's no, your no, phone no. number? Just point to yourself. I probably just say Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. That's what I mean, dude. They had a Nickelodeon Japan for a while, but I I think it. It got canceled. No, do you ever get compelled to do that? Do you ever do that in other aspects of your life? Do you ever name drop yourself? Do you ever kind of be? Yeah, sometimes I sometimes get kids looking at me, and I'll just like so, just just to break the awkwardness, I'll be like, "I play Robbie on Victorious," <laughs> or like, "It's me, that's me." Yeah. Um, what about in adult situations? Have you ever used it to like try to get into a restaurant or a party or like? Do you know who I am? Yeah. I'm on Nickelodeon. I have now. a puppet. I wish I. <laughs> I uh, I don't know how much weight that carries. It worked. Getting carry carry Pamu, man. That it, I mean, like for that situation, yes, it worked really well. Do you well. know when wonders. you're in situations where it'll work? Like um, you're like a Yo Gabba Gabba concert, and you're like, sometimes. I'm fucking good. I I have a friend named Brian Morrison, and when we go to events together, we usually, uh, you know, I'll tell people he's my manager, 
And I'll nice. let him do all the talking. It's like, do you know, like, this is my client. I like, d- he needs to go backstage. I like doing that too. I like introducing people who they're not. The other night, <laughs> Max introduced us. You were his assistant. Yes. And I was a, I was a producer at his new production company. Yeah, it makes us look so much cooler. It, yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, I like doing we that. We should a lot. start, yeah, because no one knows who the fuck we are, man. No, we should just, we should just say whatever we want. You should say you're Andy Samberg. Uh, I'm his, I, I, I've told people I'm his brother. You should before. sign, have you ever signed like, Do you ever get Andy you look Samberg? like Andy Samberg? And I'm like, he's actually my older brother. People are like, no way. I've, I've, ca- I've carried that joke over You're like, a it's a times. stage name. Yeah. Which one is up to you? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, podcast, television show, auditions. Auditions. Music. Yeah, uh, so working on the album. I'm gonna try and start writing. I wrote one script, um, but it was my first script, so it's terrible. You told me about an idea yesterday that's really funny, though. Yeah. So about you, oh yeah so I have, I have a new idea I'm you not can gonna, pi- don't pitch it n- not is gonna it re- pitch is it registered yet. you know what the show won't be up for like a day or two so I'll just fig- I'm, I'm gonna think about it more before think about I it but I like I like it though um I like it yeah so just coming up with ideas I'm I'm very optimistic um everything what, seems what's your ultimate goal because you do so many things like do do you consider yourself an actor is that your profession um you Are know you it's, it's one of the things that I do yeah. I really I I just want to be famous for being Matt Bennett. You know, I want to be known for being myself. And I think that, you know, there's a lot to Matt Bennett. There's a lot, you know, to learn about myself and a lot, you know, that other people can learn about me as well. So, um, that being said, I'm not Superman, but you know, I think it'd be fun to host stuff. I think it'd be fun to, um, I don't know. You want to build up a game you, show, yourself as show. a personality. Yeah, exactly. Not, so I really like, I really like, acting. I like doing this kind of thing. I like talking to people. Um, and that's one of the things that I I hope I learned from the podcast. I sort of really want to learn better interviewing skills. Well, how has it been going so far? Do you Good. Find? We've had three people and we're scheduling more. Um, and the first three, you know, I've I've already learned a whole bunch. And since you're such a skilled, you were I appreciate you, you it, were a good first guest because you're very skilled at it. And I'm so good that my dog is passed out. Opened up good questions. Yeah, <laughs> he's very. This bored. dog was barking. He's up very a storm bored. A second ago. Is he okay? No, he's dead. No, that he's would alive. suck, dude. Oh, he's, he's sleeping. Okay. That would be a horrible way to find out my dog died. (laughs) No, he's just you nonchalantly being like, "No, No, he's he's dead. dead. He died during this pop." He's a good old pup. Um, pup named Scooby Doo. He's a pup named Scooby Doo. Uh, Let's talk about. So you have a lot to people for people to learn about you. You also have a lot to teach people. You have given me a great gift, and that gift is called TV TV Carnage. Carnage. Um, if tell you guys us the don't TV, know, tell us the entire story because it's it's actually a really cool. I love this story. Defining this moment. was one of yeah, the days yeah. that you know you just know it's going to change your life. Like when I first heard Green Day, I knew it was going to change my life, and it did. When, when you I first heard Lincoln Park in two thousand and one, when in, you first heard Green Day, and that's actually the year I heard Green Day. Is it really? Yeah, that's the that's flat amazing. out year. Um, fifth grade. That's I awesome. All about that stuff. Yeah, I heard him in fifth grade too, but it was nineteen ninety four. Really? Um, that's a good year to hear them, though. That's Dookie. I had Duke, I, Dookie was the first album I ever got. The first like album the I year got, it came out. I think the first first song I heard was FOD off of Dookie, but then I bought Nimrod, which is a great album. Um, so I did story, life changing yeah. story. I did this pilot called Totally for Teens with uh, two people that I, I at that point I I knew there was a guy named Vernon Chapman who had done a TV show called Wonder Shows In. Which is an awesome show. Awesome show, very big Kids on the beat. Kids Kids on the the street, street. beat Beat kids. kids. Beat Beat kids. kids. Just kids interviewing people. It it was like a fake kids show. Fake um, Sesame Street? Yeah, just sort of of, Sesame Street. um, Any kind of... Elmo, uh, all that stuff. Elmo, uh... Muppets. I think Elmo is Sesame Street. Uh, Is there an Elmo spinoff? There is an Elmo spinoff. Is there really? Yeah. Elmo has his own show now? 
Yeah, he always has. Bullshit. Elmo's he World. On, he was on Sesame Street. Elmo's World. Now, when I was a kid, it this was This is just... the song, la, 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 Elmo's song. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I'm embarrassed right Elmo's now. Elmo's World or something. I need to find um, out. Well, yeah, so it's, it's like a Sesame Street parody, and uh, I was a big fan of it. It was on MTV, too, and I got this opportunity to work with them on a show called Totally for Teens. So I took it, and it was sort of run by this guy named Derek Beckles. And I didn't know much about him, but he was he was pretty cool. And I was I was way older than any of the other kids that worked on it, because uh, I had a little segment. I played this character called Jamie, who um, I get offered a cig or I, I start smoking a cigarette, and he's like, "You shouldn't smoke." And I'm like, "Why? It's a choice, and I'm making it." He's like, "This is why." And he brings out two avatars of like, "This is what you'll be if you if you leave a good life and you don't smoke, and this is what you'll be if you do smoke." And it's like one's like a biker guy, and the other one's just like a super weird saxophone player it didn't make much sense uh but i was way older and we spent you know a day going around new york city and you know became good enough friends and i was surfing the internet and i saw that they were having a day where the, you know a night where they were showing the pile and a bunch of other you stuff you remember where it was it was in brooklyn that the place under the surf shop i forget if you know what it is, if you've been there, you know what it Someone is. Someone write in. Somebody write in and please tell me the name of the place. I, I'm sure you could find it Well, somewhere. I hope this story in future tell. Yeah, it's like a little, it was this weird little, not even indie theater. It was like it was like a bed sheet hung up on a wall. That's awesome. But I'm sure like there's cool concerts down there. No, you know? yeah, yeah. It's got to be a cool place. Um, and uh, at that point, I was taking UCB classes. So I invited my friend, Veronica, who was a recent uh, immigrant from venezuela she didn't speak much english and i brought my dad and uh they started it off it was it was a really weird dungeon sort of place and my dad was you know i think he showed up he wanted to look cool so he was wearing like a rolling stones t-shirt and his like jeans so it was super it was a very uncomfortable night but my life was changed they started it with um i guess is it super deluxe stuff the guys who did super jail it was the stuff before Super Jail. So it was that kind of animation, really fast, really, you know, frantic, all over the place, but really funny. Then they showed Xavier Renegade Angel. Which is awesome. Yeah, which is awesome. One of my one of my other favorite shows. That's also Vernon. Um then they showed TV Carnage, which is this um <sighs> Derek started, I think, ninety six. It's on it's on one of the boxes. Um yeah, ninety six. Um takes these old VHS tapes, old terrible television, cuts it together, makes a super collage of just the worst moments and makes it somehow profound. It becomes very, it's, it's a very, very well put together, you know, almost thought out, cha- you know, chaotic it's insanely mess. insanely well put together. Yes. And so much so, at first you're watching it and you're like, oh, he's just slapdash taking funny clips. It's like a YouTube clip show. But then he starts tackling, there's one and where there's he tackles, yeah, he tackles racism and, it's, and stuff. It's, it's just, really, he tackles big subjects. So, and so here's for my, a while on, on Facebook, under religious beliefs, I put TV carnage because I felt like it was so, it was just so Let's profound. put it this way. I came over to Matt's house the other night and there, we were just like a group of people and everyone was hanging out and he just happened to put on TV carnage. Yeah. All conversations stopped so we all just started watching it is like it speaks to me so so much it is um there are clips online the best way to describe it is yeah this dude takes like all these random clips from tv be they weird public access stuff or like horrible moments horrible moments weird movies and tv shows and puts them all together kind of in a thematic in a thematic flow like they all go one into another well the best one is the fourth one fourth one which is casual Fridays, which i watched yesterday which is so good which is amazing um, yeah that's my favorite it's like it's his longest one it's pretty much his magnum opus um and that that was the one he handed me after the show um 
so yeah, uh, they showed he showed a bunch of clips of that. You can see him on Street Boners and TV dot com because he he updates that pretty regularly. Um, so yeah, then that, then the pilot, and then another movie called Final Flesh, which I don't oh, know if I showed you. No, yet. you didn't tell me. You Final Flesh me that, that is um, this, yeah. also Vernon. This it was sort of like a Vernon night. Um, he found a company in some weird. I think it was like Mississippi or Missouri, some M state. Maybe Alabama, which has an M in it. You told me about this. Um, you send in a script and you send in a certain amount of money and it will be acted out by porn actors. And, you know, usually it's for people who, you know, have a fantasy and they want to see porn actors, you know, do porn that they've written. Um, so they sent in like Gravity's Rainbow. They sent in like just a super weird postmodern surrealist script. It takes place right before an atomic bomb is about to drop. And it's like the family, like, I'm so scared. Like, I just realized something. I wasted my whole life. Like, just like weird. Yeah. Just like, yeah, just have Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, Just like horrible, horrible actors. Is there sex in it? No. There's like. It's amazing. So they send. I'm saying no, because there's like, there's like reverse childbirth. (laughs) Like somebody trying to return to the womb and stuff. It's hard. It's just horrifying. And they have to do it straight faced and like they they don't. Yeah, no, no, no. But they you know like sometimes they just break and like why like this is just horrible. They so, the actors say that. No, they don't. But like but they're they're like lines that, where yeah, it's yeah. like like ooh me shit me brains out like that. <laughs> and she looks in the toilet and there's spaghetti in the toilet. Like it's horrible. That sounds amazing, man. Yeah. Do you have that on DVD. I have like? that on DVD, but I have the edited version. I have to get the unedited because to sell it they had to. Um, they had to cut the music cues, which are so much funnier. Like in the first one, which is the best one, every music cue is the opening to In the End by Linkin Park. <laughs> so like they'll she'll be walking and just all of a sudden you hear Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um and they had to they had to take it out and put in these weird chimes. It's still funny on its own, but like with that, I my life and that was that's how it ended. My life was forever changed that's i was like this is what i want to do i want to do this forever um and here you are doing yeah and i've actually run into derek a couple times uh he was out here he did a send a family show and stuff and uh, he remembers me and we're you know we're buddies now i guess so yeah i was such it's it's cool you know and vernon too wouldn't it be great if he took a victorious clip for the next one i would love that i'm sure he i i would love to be immortalized in tv carnage let's put that thought out there derek if you're listening um yeah so yeah having you know him and, and vernon i've talked to vernon a couple times he really liked virginity hit i i knew him through uh i also he knew andrew gerland who directed virginity hit awesome dude. so yeah we sort of you know so that's that's touch. definitely our recommendation of the episode yeah Check totally out TV carnage if you can and final flesh that's awesome dude if Thanks. you're not a kid please don't watch these if you're a kid if you're a I'm kid sorry. don't even I'm sorry kids. you shouldn't have been listening honestly turn it off i'm, I'm sorry kidding. everyone we love you follow me on twitter yeah I won't, at matt bennett I won't, I won't at camel toad yeah yeah well let's do that dude um where can people find you on the internet where can they find out about the shows all that kind of fun stuff twitter's a good way i'm uh at matt bennett but i also have a two facebook N's, two t's right yeah i'm also uh mott bonnot on facebook uh it's a fan page i update that pretty regularly oh, so oh instead of stuff. a and e right Mot, uh, spell mott bonnot m-o-t-t B O N N O T T. Okay, there you go, folks. Um, yeah, and you know, I think it's a fun. I think it's on a fun Facebook, little... and then um, yeah, yes. if you're in LA, Nerd Melt for this show is your show. Yeah, the next one's on September 11th. Never um, forget. Never forget the date. Are you gonna stick him it? Uh, I think we might. We haven't really planned out anything yet, but so um, definitely check that out. Yeah, but I think that I think the first one was pretty good. I think it was a success, and by far our cleanest show. It was so, pretty clean. Yeah, yeah uh, we really try. I think one of the things that's charming about the show is your show is no matter how hard we try to keep it clean, 
it always just sort of falls off the rails a little bit. Um, it derails for a second. Yeah. Last time was good, though. Last time was great. I feel like it was half the word blowjob was what happened. I think, that yeah. That was it. Um, we had a great comedian named Thomas Middleditch who I think he, he might have I think he started like blowjob and then stopped. Yeah. That was about so, as dirty as it got. So. That's it. Um, and then the album... Uh, just just working Stay on tuned, it. You'll, so yeah, you'll hear. I, I premiered. Uh, I wrote a song about Jumanji. I did that to the show. Is your shows ago? So if I get if I get my stuff together and I finish Mrs. Doubtfire, maybe you'll hear that next awesome. show. And um, always writing. And always your new stuff. podcast will be on uh, Nerdist. One Network. of the yeah, we're working on the graphic and the theme song now. So we have we have stuff taped already. It's, awesome. it's not. It's just you know. It's not that big of a deal getting the graphic, but it's just branding. It, you want to wait? Yeah. yeah. Awesome, dude. Well, dude, thank you for chatting. Matt, you are a, a gentleman and a saint. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. A saint? You didn't even go scholar. Scholar. I like that. No, I no, like I saint. Like, I like saint more. I like. I'm a gentleman. I'm a gentleman saint. A gentleman saint. Yeah. Um, I will never me. die. Thank you. And if you folks want to follow me on Twitter, it's at uh, cameltoad. Check out cameltoadproductions.com. T o a d. T o a d. Thank you. It's not like you were saying. Toe. It's adorable. No, cameltoad. They know. I think they. I hope they know. Um, and again, geek. Uh, I talked about it last week, but you go to Kickstarter and either type in Camel Toad or Geek. We're making a graphic novel. Me and Axel Ortiz and Sean Di Pasquale. Um, I don't want to bore you with the pitch, so just go over there and check it out. We've already raised like um, like eight thousand dollars in like two weeks or something, which is really really cool. And there's still a while left, so if you folks want to be a part of that, go do so. And um, other than that, what did we learn today? Uh. Take I don't know. It, yeah, take it. What did we learn, dude? <laughs> oh, jeez. So much. Um, that's it. Know, watch TV Carnage. That's what we learned. Yeah. Been, it's Matt Cohen. It's been bagged. I wish, I wish that I had learned something. <laughs> you'll learn, I, learned, I, learned, I learned good interviewing skills. Good shit, dude. And yeah. you'll learn my outro right now. Yeah, there you go. I'm Matt Cohen. It's been bagged aboard. It's been real. What? Bagged and boarded. Jesse, watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies, begging boarded, it's a way of your life, tell your friends, tell your moms, tell your hoe, tell your wife, coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces, who's the two free kids you want to bone, in the secret podcast bunker all alone, on the internet we be the top crooks, we got issues and we don't need funny books, homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling, me and JR, we got the top villain, sit down, relax, and yo, we'll take a seat, get ready for the top podcast, you all agree, others spit loud, but I can spit faster, I'm Matt Cohen, I'm the Geek Master. I got everything you could possibly want in it. An hour of bus and a Brento minute. I'm a little laid back and he's making a maniacal. We just talking shit. Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking that Jimmy Moore. You're listening from Alabama, all the way to Singapore. We're just two weeks and that's the topic of discussion. Had each other's boats on the green, on nothing. Quick stop and I to the storming like a typhoon. It's not right, it's wrong. It's taking lots of bonkers. We're teaching every show, everyone celebrates. Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration. I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded. Cause I'm down to earth and that is out of orbit. We're not quite Right, our thoughts are distorted. So now we present to you another bag of boarded. Bagged and boarded, 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 bagged and boarded. Yeah! This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.